You're listening to Disruptive Dialogues on the Future of Religion. Our aim is to provide listeners tools for a conversation on how religion is changing and being affected by society. I'm your co-host, Troy Shepard. I'm an app developer and a business entrepreneur and a researcher on cultural trends related to religion and community. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Heidi Campbell, a professor of communication at Texas A&M University, where I study the intersection of religion, media, and digital technology. Welcome, and let's dive into today's conversation. We want to welcome back our listeners to this week's episode. This week, we're taking a look at a topic that we will actually be dividing into two different parts, one for this episode and then one the next episode. Uh, The title of this week's episode is, Is Religion Becoming Unkind? So that may seem like a funny theme because one would think that, well, of course, religion is kind. Major religions share the idea of the golden rule of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But we've been finding in culture that there's been a lot of changes happening and the perception is that maybe religion isn't as kind as one would think, or at least maybe the people of different religious perspectives aren't as kind representatives of their religion in society. So we want to tackle this topic about kindness and kindness in relation to religion. If anyone knows me, they know that the topic of kindness has been something really important to me, especially since the winter of 2019. So in a few years leading up to that, kindness has become an important theme. A lot of celebrities began to talk about being kind to one another, and really because of sense in culture and society, especially in the media and online, people being really not so nice to each other in how they talked to each other and treated one another kind of internet culture has allowed people to kind of speak and have a voice that wouldn't otherwise. But instead of maybe showing the best of humanity, sometimes we see the worst of how humanity treats each other, especially when we're thinking about communicating through a screen, this mediation. So since 2019, I've been focusing on the idea of being kind, trying to create opportunities and activities to show kindness in academia, which is where I work, as well as in my community. And so trying to look at, you know, is this kind of culture of unkindness, has it crept into religious communities and religious groups? And so the first question that we're asking today, how are religious individuals perceived in American culture, and you talked a little bit about that there in the in the intro. But let's let's maybe dive into some examples that we can talk about. So one of the things that you know, and where this this topic kind of really caught attention for me, is just the public perception of how, of how people see religious groups has really been impacted by the pandemic. I've been doing some research on different aspects of the pandemic and religion. And one thing I've been looking at is how memes are communicating about the pandemic, but especially religious groups' responses to the pandemic. And I'm in the middle of writing up an article looking at how religious groups have responded to the whole topic of social distancing, you know, keeping a safe and healthy distance between people as a way to kind of mitigate and deal with contagious diseases. It's interesting in looking at a set of memes that I studied over a three-month period, collecting them and looking at what they said about social distancing and then what they said about religious groups in relation to social distancing. It was interesting that the key finding that we found is that many of these memes assumed that religious groups were selfish or hypocritical. So the assumption was that these memes were saying that in American society, religious groups were going to look after their self, their own interest, focus on kind of wanting to meet face to face and creating a space so that they were able to legally do that. That was more important to them than to kind of respond in ways that might help the community or the culture help others feel cared for. 
And so there was kind of one set of memes that were directly kind of showing this hypocriticalness or the selfishness of about American religion, especially American Christianity. And then the second set of memes related to that were looking at kind of the exhorting religious groups showing, hey, this is how biblical characters acted in certain situations, how that could be applied to maybe a response to social distancing, or how the idea that, well, how Christian principles or religious principles kind of exhort people to care for one another, to, to prefer one another with love as it were. And so the idea was that these memes had to had to make that argument, had to exhort and encourage people to act that way because religion doesn't naturally encourage people to act right the way, which, you know, is very turned around thinking. And so it was really surprising to me in this research that we're writing up and which provoked this kind of question about, is religion becoming unkind? Is there something about the way religion is being lived in, especially contemporary American culture and American Christianity, shifted so that this ideology and this assumption has been promoted? Yeah, that's definitely surprising. And then again, at the same time, not surprising, because if you look at data of what is actually occurring uh, right now in the church, if you if you take a closer look at, let's just give three examples here. One the number of church closings that are occurring. And this has been happening for really a couple of decades, actually. This number has been growing and growing. But the number of churches that are closing each year just becomes more and more. Now, there continues to be more and more what's called church plants or new churches that that come into existence. But the difference between the number of churches that come into existence versus the number that cease to exist that difference is still growing by leaps and bounds each year. So if you look at that statistic alone, you can see what the perceived culture or what the perception of religion is and culture, you know, what that indicates. You can also look at the number of people who are classified as uh, nuns, N-O-N-E-S. The people who are either agnostic, atheist, or just simply they're not affiliated with any religion whatsoever. That number has grown from roughly 8% in the 80s and the 90s to, I think the last number I saw was 26% somewhere during the pandemic. So that number has grown a lot. So a lot more people are distancing themselves from this term religion. You can also look at a new term has been coined, individuals called the DUNS, the D-O-N-E-S. These are individuals who, while they haven't left their faith, they are still strong believers in their religious choice. They are no longer interested in being a consumer of religion. They are no longer interested in the, the way in which religion is organized. And so they've began to distance themselves. They have disconnected with their local church, but yet they are still strongly religious or spiritual. They haven't tuned out or away from their religion of choice. And so this this kind of implies this negative perception of religion in society. And while it's unfortunate, it is an actual observation that is occurring on a number of platforms. And I've just listed three examples. You've listed an example or two, and, and these are just examples that really start to show the evidence of this negative perception. So if we're making an argument that there's a connection between a negative view of religion and, you know, especially if religious individuals seeing as unkind, how would you kind of frame that? 
you know, I, I live in Texas, and over the last couple of months, Texas has seen a lot of rain, <laughs> uh, kind of unprecedented amounts of rain. And so when the sun comes out, if you live close to a beach or if you have a deck or whatever, when the sun comes out, the people come out, right? Like they flock to the beach. They flock to these areas of enjoying the outdoors and what it has to offer. And I think there's an attractive presence here, right? Mm -hmm. Like people are attracted to this. But what we've also noticed is that people are not attracted to religion because of how it's perceived, right? Mm -hmm. So when the church comes out and they're having their, you know, events or their they're welcoming people or encouraging people to come back to church after the pandemic, we're not seeing this huge flock of people rushing out to engage in this thing that actually is, I think, really good and can have some huge benefits. But it's almost like I don't really care about the sun that much anymore. And that, to me, seems like something is off or something has happened or and people have been enlightened or they've become a little more aware of what the sun isn't doing for them anymore, to use that metaphor. Yeah, and I think this kind of points back to the pandemic. So if you were to ask me a year ago when we were in the first lockdown of the pandemic, you know, how is the church going to respond? I would have thought, well, hey, this is a great time for creativity. Partially this is because I'm a digital scholar. And so I, I was thinking and brainstorming all the ways digital media could be used and the creativity that would come out of it. And there has been a lot of kind of churches you know, moving to digital and, and creativity. But what we, we've seen is kind of that is promoted or kind of the louder voice is not the assumption that oh, religious groups are going to be reaching out using digital media, but also kind of reaching out to their communities. It's been more of this move towards self-preservation. So people have been focused on, you know, well, how, how can we sustain our church? How, what about individual freedom that's being in, infringed? And this, this kind of rhetoric of preservation and freedom and our own rights has been what people have seen more broadly come out of religious groups, especially Christian groups in America. The right to be able to meet was more important than them than a voice of how do we care for our community and even care for our own congregations. And so I think that that has kind of solidified this, ne this negative connection between religion and religion being unkind. The trends are pointing in that direction. The response to the pandemic, especially in a, lot, a large part, wasn't what we thought. And so, you know, we could argue that religion in its heart isn't unkind, but some of the things and ways we're responding because of the shrinking of religion and its public influence has caused people to kind of go inward and actually be selfish and not focused on being kind to others. So what are some of the examples of specifically ways we've seen, you know, and especially ways you've seen, Troy, that religious groups, maybe churches, of being unkind, you know, in recent, recent days? I think in America, one of the things that, and this I think would resonate with most people here in America, they understand what events transcribed. Uh, when we think back to the election of 2020, but then what happened earlier this year at the Capitol, you know, there was a big uprising of really having, I mean, I don't want to get into a kind of specifics of, of my opinion on this because it, it really is irrelevant as to what I'm about to say. But the, the reason that people showed up at the Capitol were 
I think multifaceted, you know, there was a lot of people that showed up for a number of different reasons, but I think the, the dominant reason was really to try to instill or have ideologies voice heard. So whatever the people who showed up at the Capitol during the Capitol riots of what was it, January 6th, I think it was, the real bottom line was we, the people, whoever these people were that showed up, they wanted their voice heard. And there are a ton of ways to have your voice heard. You can force it on the people. You can ask. You can actually do things. You can have actions that just continually to invoke this investment of this is what I'm about or this is what we the people are about. And we're going to do that no matter what is being said outside of that group. And, and there's probably many, many other ways to do that as well. And so this particular group at the Capitol chose the full first alternative. They chose to force their voice in ways that actually erupted into violence. They were they forced their way into the Capitol. They forced their way into different offices that they were not invited to. They actually caused other people to fear and possibly fear for their life. They scared people. They thought, I think, this is my opinion, but I think they thought this is the only way we're going to be heard. And this was all done under the platform of, I don't know, religious freedom, maybe? Political freedom, too. Political freedom. But it was this idea that we have to insert this particular voice. And, you know, it was unfortunate the way that it turned. I don't think it had quite the result that it was hoping to have. But I think that's a really good example of, if you just look at the religious side, these were folks who were had a platform, a religious platform, that they wanted to push. And I think it backfired in the way that they wanted it to look. I hear you're saying is that, you know, with the Capitol riots, people who were there and people were there for many different reasons, but many people were inserting religion as a justification for we have to resist, we have to be violent. And there's a, there's something in religion that justifies us being kind of these righteous resistors, um, you know, using our religious freedom as a way to kind of punctuate a political standpoint. Is that right. what you're kind of saying? Yep. Yes. Other examples of, of this of kind of how we've seen religious groups being unkind or using religion to justify unkindness. One was a recent example that happened to me. I run a small Facebook group that people can post memes and encouraging things to one another, especially during this time of the pandemic. And I posted, a, it was actually a reposted on Facebook, this a meme that had been put on another group. And it was about, you know, you know, what should our response be during the pandemic? And it was kind of, you know, it, it had these three bullet points. One said community, one said care, and the other said kindness. And it was basically talking about masking and how how wearing a mask, even if you're vaccinated, even at this, even though it's, it's, it's this, a continued inconvenience or uncomfortable, you know, it show, it's a symbol of showing that you're, you're caring about the community as much as you're caring for yourself. It's about that you're, you're willing to be made uncomfortable or kind of inconvenienced for the sake of others that it was a symbolic of kindness and it got quite a few likes I think or I remember about 42 but one person kind of said you know hey well you guys can be a bunch of sheep but I am not gonna you know I have the right not to do this not to wear a mask and I think that that you know that you are misinterpreting you know what we should be as a religious people of showing uh, being different in society and he had this whole kind of lo 
logic. And it kind of led to a whole, you know, about 20 different comments of people just, it started out with him making this argument, then people criticizing him, and then people just being mean. And I'm like, this is supposed to be a fun group over, you know, okay, not everybody has to agree with all the memes or topics and I try to put ones that are kind of family friendly and neutral, but it, it brought out the worst in some of the people in the, in the group. And I was like, and people are saying, well, you can be, we're supposed to be sheep, you know, sheep follow the shepherd. And he said, well, you're not, you're not following the true shepherd. And eight hours I had to take this post down. And, you know, I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is an example of using religion to justify being mean. You know, you could state another opinion and you can do that on social media. We've seen places where there's good dialogue, but it always seems to digress, especially when it comes to heated issues, into people just being mean to one another. So, Troy, do you have any other examples you could share about, you know, this kind of culture of unkindness? You know, just kind of one that I think could hit all of us right where we're at and we don't really have to do do anything or go anywhere is just how tolerant are we to those who live next to us who may have a different religious preference or a different religious choice you know i just read an article just recently and this was in actually another country but it did a study of who in this country their their religion is a very dominant religion and who of those in the dominant religion are tolerant of those who are of a different religion? And the number was like 60-some percent are actually intolerant to those who don't follow their own choice of religion. I'm like, 60-some percent? Like, and I'm sure here in America, it would be very similar if, you're, if you've chosen... To be Catholic or you've chosen, you know, you're Muslim or it, it doesn't really matter what, but whatever that choice is, how tolerant are you of your next door neighbor being of a different religion? So I think that's one example. Another one is just simply how easy is it or how often do you literally cross your own street? Let's, you know, and I, and I saw a video of this where a bus driver was just doing her job driving the local bus in her town and she noticed that some people missed the bus and her job is to stay on time and to get all the people who did make it on the bus mm -hmm. to their destination on time right and she chose to take 60 seconds out of her life to stop open the bus door run across the street it was literally across the street she grabbed these folks and said hey get on my bus she got them on her bus and in less than 60 seconds she showed an act of kindness she did not have to do that it was not even in her job requirement and yet she chose just to show kindness to somebody who was struggling or who may have who knows what was going on in their life but she chose to take 60 seconds and everybody else on the bus had to pause, right? Like they're going to be 60 seconds, one minute late to their destination than they would have been before. So, I mean, just an example of how regardless of religion, she was just choosing to be kind. 
I think when we look at the argument, is religion unkind? I think, you know, obviously religion, and there's we could give lots of examples of how kindness is shown, but there's this public perception, especially over the last few decades, and especially the last two years, that religious groups are more self-focused on their own needs, their own more passionate about their convictions and communicating those convictions than are about how they treat others or even just how they communicate those convictions to others. So is religion unkind? Well, no, but the heart of the problem is, and I think especially speaking about Christianity, it definitely has a PR problem and a priority problem. The PR problem, we could argue about, is the media amplifying this message or is our churches just not helping themselves in the way that they treat others? Or have people made kindness, you know, how they treat others in the community less of a priority than how they treat their programs and their own members? Yeah, I think the pandemic made a, a real good example of where the church priorities lie. And, you know, as, as churches continue to open back up to their in-person gatherings, I've just been noticing recently that I can't really tell a difference right now as these churches are reopening the difference between a 2019 church and a 2021 church. It's like they're literally the exact same church that's opening back up, but I, I'm struggling with understanding, didn't we learn something during the pandemic about what church should be? Not just in the programs or in the event or the uh, you know the, the choice of time that they choose mm. to gather, but in what they're doing during this valuable time, right? I know a lot of consultants that I've talked to, they're super, super reluctant to work with churches. And I, I, I ask them, like, why are you so reluctant to work with churches? And their number one answer, far above anything else, is... They've noticed that churches don't want to change. They don't want to adapt. They are closed. They're this closed system. They're not interested in change. And I find that somewhat saddening for the organization. I understand like if it's an organizational thing, but this organizational thing also trans translates into the the people, the the congregants. They end up being the ones that are also part of this closed, non-changing system, and where kindness is so valuable and there's so much to learn about it. In fact, we we could really go on and on and on here, which is why we've chosen to split this podcast into two different episodes. So what we are kind of trying to get at is this perception that religion is closed and a closed system is not interested in being kind. That's totally not true. Anyone who follows religion, anyone who's part of a religious system knows that. But there's this public perception and, you know, when public perceptions are promoted because there is some truth to them. So we really need to dive deeper into this issue of why the church has been associated with the idea of unkindness. And so for this week, that's that's where we're going to wrap this up. We hope that you as our listeners have found this valuable. We want to let you know, too, that, that this isn't the end of the conversation the end of the dialogue. We will be continuing this on our next episode. So until then, take care. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified of future podcasts. And be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite platform or share it with your friends. We hope you're leaving today with a better understanding about religion and conversational tools to talk about it. We look forward to seeing you again in our next episode. So until then, take Take care. care.